All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're sitting down again for another episode of Colts Talk. Now, today we're sitting down with someone very special. She is the president of the Nova Scotia Junior Hockey League, Heather Campbell. Heather, how's the day treating you? Not too bad. Well, very, very thankful to have you on to talk about this. And, uh, you know, this season's been a little bit up and down, obviously. Very excited to get it back going. And then, of course, the numbers go up, and now we have to shut down again for a little while. Um, I want to ask you right out of the gate, what factors went into shutting it down completely? I know some teams, you know, still would have been able to play, I guess, underneath the current proposal from, you know, Nova Scotia Health that, you know, basically the central zone was shut down. But what came into factor shutting it all down for everyone? Well, the 12 teams met, and during their discussion, there was some talk about letting the four teams that were allowed to play continue. But the determination was that they were one league, and if a portion of them were shut down, they should all be shut down. Um, there was also, you know, even though there were no actual cases up there, there was nothing to stop anybody from up there coming to Halifax. And even though people in Halifax weren't supposed to travel, there was nothing to stop them. So they felt, you know, to be 100% safe, it would be shut down all 12 teams. Now, in shutting down all 12 teams, I mean, I know the Christmas break wasn't too, too far away for a lot of teams. Um, you know, now looking at what the proposed date would be to come back would be in January. Have you guys bantied any time? I know uh, December 15th, I think, is the next time that you guys might meet to discuss what might happen. Um, but if everything does get lifted, is January kind of like the, the date we'd like to see everything get back? And to further that question, would we pick up the games that we missed or would it just be go forward from whatever games were not completed? Um, the plan is, is that when we meet on December 15th, um, if we're allowed to go forward, we will open up right then. Um, most teams in Metro don't play over the Christmas break um, because most of their players go home. But Eskastoni and uh, the Miners actually do play between Christmas and New Year's. Okay. So we would allow them to open up and play those games. Okay. And yeah. then everything that was delayed because of this would have to be rescheduled and played within January and February. Okay. So you would extend basically the season or double up on dates or so forth, whatever would need to be fit. Most likely it would be double up on dates because at this point, um, the Don Johnson Cup is actually scheduled for the end of April. Okay. That hasn't changed. So we would have to try and fit into that schedule. That was going to be my next question. Was there any looking forward to maybe pushing that or extending the season a little bit? But you just kiboshed that right there. <laughs> well, the Don Johnson, we don't get a say in. It's an Atlantic championship, which is Hockey Canada tournament. And the four Atlantic branches have a say. We would be the ones that would have the most difficulty fitting in because we actually have 12 teams, whereas... The other three provinces don't have as many teams in their league. So we're the ones that really do the adjusting to get to the Don Johnson. And now looking forward to what is to come, obviously everybody wants everyone to be safe and happy and healthy and everything to come out of this the right way. Um, you look at next year and when everything starts to go, per se, and I know this is all throwing things in the air and that's what we've been doing this year the entire time, is just throwing situations out there and seeing what sticks. If for whatever reason... You know, things can't go until, say, February. 
Um, do you look at reducing the amount of games left to make sure that you do fit into the Don Johnson? Or is it, again, just maybe playing more weekday games or stacking the schedule up even more from that point? I know we're far out from that, but a lot of people are always throwing things around because you never know when things are going to turn around with this disease. <laughs> Well, there's been a lot of thrown around. One of them was is that we would tell them that we weren't going to play in the Don Johnson. Um, another one was is that we were going to try and figure out how to get all 12 teams into the playoffs. So until we know, like, approximately when we come back, can come back, we're not going to know how to fit everything in the way we want to. No, definitely. And I want to ask, I was going to do a little bit of research for this before we talked, and I looked at the proposals that you guys were having uh, back in September and August and different things you guys were throwing around about maybe, you know, a few games traveling between the two divisions, the Fox and Row, and, you know, that never came to fruition. I'm wondering what played into that. Obviously, I know travel and different things like that, but the caseload was really low. Um, was it Hockey Nova Scotia that sent something? Was it contact with maybe with uh, public health? Or was it just a decision you guys came to on, on your own to keep it to, you know, the two divisions and that's it? It was a decision that they came to on their own, and it was purely because they didn't know financially how much they would get like coming in at the gate because they knew there were going to be restrictions on them. And the extreme expense it is for a team down here to travel to the other division, they decided that expense-wise they would be better off to stay in their own division. And something that some teams have experimented this season, obviously, to maybe augment the cost and raise a little bit of money through sponsorship or different ways, is doing the video feeds. I know not all the teams do. And I'm wondering for you, Heather, obviously coming in as president, is that something you want the league to explore more and maybe build on? Obviously, getting more eyeballs on the NSJHL would be huge, but also it's a way for teams to add to that revenue stream because situations like this you can never be prepared for, but if you already had the, I guess the, uh, what do you call it, the infrastructure in place to be able to you know put on a game so everybody can watch it via YouTube or Facebook or Twitch or however you want to put the game on and then charge something or have a sponsor come through, that could help some teams in the smaller markets for sure. I know Cole Harbor is doing it. I know East Hans is doing it. And I know Sackville was. I'm just wondering if that's something that's being more explored at the table and something that's been talked about more and more. Well, actually, this year it came to the table about video in all of the ranks. Um, one thing that was brought up as a concern is the Internet is not always the best in some of the ranks that we play in. Um, so they put a committee together of, I think it's three of the teams to look into what the ranks are capable of, what our videos should be for, and, you know, just see who has the current infrastructure and who we would need to look at potentially figuring out how we could get them the infrastructure. And I guess what came out of that so far is it just basically piecemeal right now. Whoever wants to do it can is the the answer right now. Because the committee's still working on it. They haven't completed their review and all of that. Because some things they started out really well with while we were uh, not playing. And then in order to get everyone all of a sudden playing and fitting in everything, some stuff got put on the side burner. Oh, for sure. But we'll get them back. Well, and I want to ask uh, right out of the gate for you, um, you know, watching some of these games, whether it's East Hans or Sackville, and, you know, some of the fans either jumping on and doing the commentating or people trying their hand at it. What have you thought? Have you picked up any of the, the feeds so far and checked them out and seeing what it's like? 
and most of them are doing a really good job. I mean, it's not something that uh, most teams have done in the past. And when they jumped on the bandwagon, they've, you know, set themselves up as best they could to begin with and have improved each game. No, definitely. And I think it's really great. I mean, more eyeballs you get on anything is great. And it's a way to promote the league, too. And obviously, you want to promote these teams because they're trying their hardest. And these kids are out there playing and wanting to put a good product on the ice. And these teams are flying up and down. And it's great hockey. I mean, I always it say is. it. Where would you rather be on a Friday night than watching a great junior B game? And it's right there in your backyard. And a lot of people don't even know about it until you bring it up to them. So that's something that I think this will definitely help to do. Um, I want to ask as well, obviously, taking over as president of the NSJHL, your, your father was president as well for about 30 years. Um, you know, and unfortunately, I want to say sadly passed away. Um, my condolences to you on that. For you, stepping you. in and being the president yourself now, um, obviously, you know, you've seen what your father had done and different things that have gone through this league. What is your vision and what got you wanting to be the president of the NSJHL? Well, my vision is, is that we continue to be the league we are and manage to keep all 12 teams competitive, which we seem to have done pretty good. Um, I wouldn't look to expand because, you know, especially in the metro area, because they already are, you know, competing against one another for players. But I look, I hope to keep the league at the level that it's at. Um, what got me involved? For some of the men on the executive who you know, approached me after he passed away and said, you know, you could be a benefit. You've got the knowledge. So I came on as a treasurer secretary first. Yep. But my goal is to make sure that we've got the best league possible. Well, it definitely is a great league to watch and be a part of. And I, I got to tip my cap last year with the, the Colorado Colts and, you know, try my hand at doing different things with them and obviously trying to get more eyeballs on the Colts. Um, I look at this and I look at the league and I say, you know, there's so much room for growth because so many people, when they finally get eyes on it, they they enjoy it. It takes them back to when they played hockey or, you know, you get to go to all those old barns that you got to play in. I know we talked about the, you know, the internet and the infrastructure for video maybe not being there, but it does have that nostalgia feel and people do travel to see these teams. And that's kind of the great thing about having a few in metro area is that you can travel and it's not far and you can still support the team when you're allowed to go to the rinks and hopefully that'll be again next year. Um, if there's one thing, Heather, that you could take for this league and, and change it or, or make it better, what would that one thing be for, for the NSJHL? Get themselves out there more. You know, it might take more advertising or more video online. You know, to get them to that point where they're recognized by, you know, a lot of people instead of the small groups that they have. No, that is something. I mean, well, talking about the video feeds obviously is one big thing. But, I mean, having, I guess right now, the age of social media, there's so many different people that want to try their hands at whether it's crafting, you know, gifts of their favorite player or just doing little in between period things and posting it up online after the game or whatever those things are huge and I mean they blow up on social media people like to watch it and especially when you see maybe one of your friends or someone you grew up with or someone's kid that hey I didn't realize he's still playing hockey or he's playing for a team like the Colts or he's playing for the Blazers or the Valley Maple Leafs it's like okay now we gotta go check them out you know and being able to get that out there you will get those eyeballs but yeah it's uh, definitely I can agree with that 100% and uh, you know I hope that that ball keeps rolling and I hope that it keeps going 
sometimes I think it's just people rest on their laurels and get excited about the team they have and they don't keep looking at the bigger picture, I guess. No, I think the group that they have together for the video realize that that is a potential area where if we expand, it'll improve the league. Um, they seem to have chosen some really good people for that. So I think I think most of them realize that in order to move us forward, we do have to move more into social media. I mean, our Facebook page has um, really gotten used this year because they're taking all of the teams that post anything on Facebook and they're putting it on ours. And you can go from ours to the Cole Harbor Colts to get their video. So, I mean, our league itself is even pushing um, more on the social media. Yeah, well, definitely social media is the huge part of it. I mean, it's a driving force. It's where everybody's eyeballs are, and especially for the younger demographic who are always on there. And that's the way they consume things now is completely through their phone, a tablet, a computer screen. You know, it's no longer really on the TV. So, I mean, if you can catch their attention there and then drive them either to the stream of whatever team is playing, whatever team they fall in love with, which there's great ones to choose from, or if they fall in love with, a, you know, say a Cole Harbor or a Sackville and actually getting to go to the rink and walking in. And, I mean, Cole Harbor Place is a great example. You walk in, you see the Nathan McKinnon banner, the Sidney Crosby banner. You start asking about the history. Then you're looking down at the players on the ice, and it's completely interactive too. Most of the times I know my daughter's been able to go down when COVID wasn't a thing and fist bump the players as they're coming off the ice and get all excited because they're right there, right accessible, and you can say hi to the guys. You know, and that's yeah. huge. Absolutely that huge. That is huge. And I mean... And it's also something the players like is when the younger kids come down and do that stuff. No, for sure. And, you know, I take it back. I mean, with the Colts last year, we brought the Thunderbirds and Colts together for a little puck drop fun thing. And, you know, one of my biggest takeaways from the Thunderbirds was when they had a home game, after the game, they would bring all the players down and you'd be able to go down and meet each and every one of them. They would sign whatever you have. They would take a minute and talk to each kid about lacrosse or hockey or whatever their passion was and take a second to actually, you know, pay attention to them. And that's something I think the NSJHL could do, like community day or whatever with the team because there's a lot of kids that go to the games or watch them and I think they'd love to meet a, you know, a Dougie Darnell or a Crosley or whoever is on the team, right? I mean, you know, Pickram from Sackville, you know, a goaltender that's standing on his head. Young goalies would love to probably pick his brain, you know. And sometimes when you're younger, you think everyone is so out of reach and so uh, unaccessible. But, I mean, if you have one of those days, I think it would go over really well. Well, I think some of the teams are already doing stuff like that. Like, I mean, I think they find it harder in, like, the Metro to have the kids available to them because there's so much other stuff. Yeah. Whereas, you know, you go out into the smaller communities like Pickdale and the kids do get involved in community stuff. So the kids are around the community more. So, I mean, it, I think for us, it depends on where the team is located. Yeah, no, I can see what that. what you can get them to do. But, I mean, it is something for us to look into, you know, having them do community type things. No, for sure. I mean, just, just getting out there. And I mean, I understand in Halifax, you have the Mooseheads, you have the Thunderbirds, you know, you have Dallas, Mew, all different avenues of hockey. But I mean, that's why you got to make yourself stand out and do something that somebody else isn't doing on a regular basis or isn't prepared to do themselves. And I mean, the NSGHL, they've done, like I said, going to a Colts game, didn't matter if it was the home team or away team, 
all the players were available to say hi to or whatever as they're walking by again when COVID wasn't a thing but you know those things are so monumental to little little ones especially you know ones that are five to maybe 11 12 years old because like I said they feel like their favorite player or whoever's on the ice is so out of reach and then when they have that moment you see their eyes go as big as saucers now, for, and that's always a nice thing to see. Oh, 100%. And I mean, like you said, it translates to the player too because they're like, wow, they're paying attention to me. <laughs> you know? yeah. So it's always a good feeling. I want to ask you too, to circle back to you as well. I mean, for, for a person to be involved in hockey, obviously there has to be something that has struck the match to make them want to not only participate but have a passion for the game and want to see it do well. For you, Heather, what got you into the game and what got you really excited and passionate about hockey? Well, hockey's been around me since I was born, pretty much, because my oldest brother is five years older than me, and he was playing for TASA, and Dad was president, so I was, I've was i always been around hockey. I, you know, I enjoyed the game. I enjoyed watching it. It's much better to see in person than to watch on TV, but of course, as I was growing up, girls didn't play hockey. Yeah, well, I want to ask so you, but just, I'll ask you about that in a second. Go ahead. Sorry about that. But, you know, it was just hockey was always around in our family. It was something that was never there. Well, being around hockey and growing up with hockey, I can attest to that. That's, you know, playing street hockey, playing pond hockey, whatever version you can get your hands on, basically, is the way we grew up, you know, where there wasn't very many screens to attach yourself to. You're more or less outside and left to your own devices, and hockey was one of those yep. things that everybody and got I, into. And I did play the pond hockey with kids in the neighborhood. Well, I want to ask you, Heather, obviously the uh, the NWHL and other leagues are trying to come forward. We were supposed to have the Women's Worlds here as well. Um, you know, women's hockey is starting, it looks like, to finally catch fire, and I think it's going to take, like we just talked about for the NSJHL, getting eyeballs on the sport. I think it's going to take a major broadcaster to get eyeballs on it to propel women's hockey to the next level. But I want to ask you, oh, right, I mean, we just you just said it, you know, there wasn't very much for you to play in. Now there is places to go and things for girls to aspire to, young women to, to want to join a league or be a part of a team, and there's leagues out there now. I'm wondering for you, what have you seen in the growth and where do you think for women's hockey is the next step for them? Um, they've had a tremendous growth. I believe, if I remember correctly, we I was on a Hockey Nova Scotia call and they were talking about how they have just blossomed. Even this year when we had smaller registration numbers for a lot of teams, they had had an increase. So, you know, girls hockey is there and it's there to stay. And I think the only way, like, the only thing they are missing is the same type of advertising of the quality of hockey that they have as their levels go up. Like, me, myself, if I wasn't involved in hockey, I wouldn't know where the teams are because you don't see a lot of their advertising. Yep. Right? And I think that's what they need as their next step is as their teams get to the higher levels, they need to put themselves out there more so that they can be seen. Because I can tell you now, the female hockey is just as competitive to watch as the men's. Oh, no, I 100% agree with you. I had uh, Carly Jackson on, actually. She drafted third overall to the Buffalo Buttes in the NWHL draft this year. Um, you know, and we were talking about that. And she's right here from, from Nova Scotia, right? So 
she echoed a lot of the same sentiments. She went over to the States to play because there wasn't a lot of competitiveness for her here, you know, at her level, which obviously going to the States, you play in NCAA tournaments and things like that, and then getting drafted third overall. But we want that to be here. And like you just said, the registration numbers are up and the interest is there. So I want that to happen. I have two young daughters. They both love hockey. They both think it's amazing. Um, you know, yep. you want them to aspire to idols that they can compare themselves to. It's all great to watch a Connor McDavid or an Austin Matthews or a Mitch Marner, but it'd be so great to see a Tori Sullivan or a Carly Jackson or a Soroya Tinker, you know, on that stage, like you just said, same advertising, same backing, but, you know, young gals aspiring and watching them because that's the way it needs to be. You, you want to be able to identify with someone who's like you and you know and you watch all the guys play and then you get to a certain level and well no you can't play anymore well it's not that way anymore you know things have changed and yeah. gotten better so i'm very excited for that well i think the world women's has been a benefit for girls too because it shows them on an international level where women's hockey can be well, and, and having them back a second time is great for nova scotia because it shows you you know, the quality of women's hockey. Well, it definitely does. And I always go back to this one for last year. The most entertaining part of the All-Star game for the NHL was when the women played. Everybody watched that. It was all that everybody was talking about, how competitive it was, how fast it was, and how skilled they were. And people were blown out of the water. And it's like, well, you shouldn't be blown out of the water because it's been this way. And they play hard and they play the same. It's just they don't get the same shake as the men's hockey does. And uh, like you just said, times are changing and they need to change, I think, just a little bit more quicker. Yeah, but nothing ever changes fast. That's so true. So we have to be patient and wait for the change to come. I'm not but patient. The change, is, <laughs> the change is certainly coming. No, I mean, it is taking the positive steps all laughing aside, right? I mean, it's going the direction that you want it to go. It's not stagnating anymore. And there is, like you said, there's registration growth. There is more... I guess, attention to it on social media. If you look on Twitter, if you look on Instagram, you know, all the NWHL teams are pushing it very hard. Um, the other, the PW, WPHA is working hard to grow their brand as well. So there's two different brands out there, lots of different things for, for gals to aspire to, to want to play on. So those are there and they're pushing them very hard. And I look at that model and I look at how hard they're pushing it and it feeds me right back to the NSJHL with the same thing. If you're pushing that hard on social media, people are going to pay attention. Yes. And we have some teams that are really great at pushing themselves on social media, and others, not so much, but they're all getting there. No. Um, you know, it's just some of them are slower, but I've noticed this year a lot more of them are doing social media stuff. And maybe just having to limit the people coming in has been a benefit for them. Well, because I... they have had to use their social media more. Stepping out of your comfort so, zone. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't hurt to get uncomfortable to, to find out what, you, what you're what you made of, what your metal is, and what you can do. And, I mean, this year has been trying for everyone, but I do hope that in January or maybe when December 15th rolls around, everything is lifted and we're back to where we were. We're able to have some fans in the rink and grow those numbers and, and have fun and get the season back on track pretty much probably in January, but... I look forward to getting towards the playoffs and the Don Johnson because I would love nothing more than be able to sit down and have a chat with you face-to-face about what happened throughout the rest of this year and talk about the teams that have made the dance and everything that went into it and getting us there. Yep. All right. Well, I look, I'm hoping we get back in January. 
I, I'm so really, there's nothing more than I'd like to see us actually complete a season and playoffs this year, considering we didn't get to do it last year. No, it was an abrupt stop, unfortunately, last year. But hopefully we get everything done this year. It looks like it'll be trending the right way. I mean, we've been pretty fortunate in Nova Scotia the way we shut things down and tighten it up really quickly. So if those numbers drop, I don't see us not being able to get back to things in January. I don't either. Well, Heather, I want to thank you very much for, for making the time. And like I said, I cannot wait to speak with you down the line. And Once things back up in full swing, and I wish you all the best and a happy holidays if we don't speak until then. Oh, thank you, and thank you. All right, have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye. All right, so there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That was Heather Campbell. She is the president of the Nova Scotia Junior Hockey League. And, of course, this is Colts Talk. We talk about the Colts. We talk about the NSJHL. It's a great branch of the offside hockey talk in the community doing different things. But, hey, as we always say here on Offside, this is Offside Hockey Talk, where hockey comes to talk. 